This episode is brought to you by Seed. Probiotics are most effective when they make it to your colon, alive. That's why Seed developed a patented two-in-one capsule that safeguards viability of its DSO-1 daily symbiotic through digestion to deliver the maximum dose to your colon. No refrigeration necessary. Visit seed.com slash Spotify and use code SPOTIFY25 to get 25% off your first month. For $5 a month, you can actually see the Thin Green Line interviews and other video content on Patreon.com. Just search the Thin Green Line podcast on Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and feel like you're part of the conversation. Join us. Welcome back, everybody, to the Thin Green Line podcast, and we are very honored to have a special guest today, Mr. Mustafa Speaks. For those of you that have been following the Joe Pickett television series on Paramount Plus based on C.J. Box's best-selling war novel series, Mustafa plays what we consider one of the most eccentric and unique and interesting characters in the Joe Pickett series, Nate Romanowski. Uh, besides that, Mustafa's an American actor. He's a producer. He's a sports coach. He's a wellness coach. He's a published author. He has a heck of a background that I'm not going to give away right now in environmental sciences before he even got into acting. So right in the tone of everything we stand for in conservation on the Thin Green Line, welcome, Mustafa. So good to have you on the show, and uh, thanks for talking with us today. Hey, appreciate it, brother. It's my honor and privilege to be here. Looking forward to the conversation. Well, we we definitely got to start on the Joe Pickett side, and unfortunately, as we all saw last couple of weeks, the announcement that you've had two great seasons of that fantastic show. It has been canceled, at least for now, unless maybe it gets picked up somewhere else. But it's been really well received by everybody in our circles in and out of conservation. It was quite a hit on Paramount. Let's talk about that first and how you got the role. What drew you to that role of uh, playing Nate Romanowski? Because he has quite depth in the book and the uniqueness you brought to that character and what it was like to to do Nate on that series. Sure, sure. So I, I came to the role of Nate due to standard yeah, acting path. I got an audition from my rep, my reps. I read the breakdown of this character. I read the sides and the character. Um, there wasn't much there. They pretty much just talked about how he was ex special forces. He was a master falcon, elite, elite survivalist, um, and he was. He had a depth and a heart that isn't on the page. Okay, but then I read the sides, which is just a scene. The scene that I read was the scene of in the season one when Nate and Joe pretty much first meet each other in the jail cell. Uh, I read that scene and there was so much there that I was able to connect to just as a man. Um, and there was so much that I was able to see in their relationship. So I was excited to dive into it, to really just learn myself and what I could bring to this character. The thing that was really interesting was he's not written as something that you would typically see in me. You know, he's a, it, it, he literally is described in the book as a long, blonde haired blue eyed guy. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm some, I look some, somewhat similar to that. But <laughs> they had handsome in there too, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, right. But what was encouraging was to see how the powers that be, how the, the Dowdle brothers and, and all the producers, Brad Wagon Entertainment, everybody that saw or whatever it is that I brought that they connected to the heart of the character. They knew what this character needed. Even CJ, 
he knew what the character needed. Um, and that's what I love about this character, Nate, his heart, his, 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 his disposition for certain things, his moral compass, his relationship when it comes to Joe and everybody around him, and then his relationship with himself. And what that means is also his relationship with nature and everything around him. Because of his relationship with nature and everything around him, I was able to tap into my history and who it is that I am and my, myself. You understand what I'm saying? I, I was able to dig the deep recesses of my own soul as a man to fill the voids that he had within himself. You know, one of the things that came out watching the first season and even in the second season was you essentially, other than, you know, Joe Pickett, Michael Dorman's wife and family, you became his biggest, you know, angel on his shoulder, risking everything. And I thought that showed the depth of loyalty, understanding, you know, you guys as men in the woods as conservationists and you're out there living it. You were, you were a falconer um, with the ex-Special Forces background. I mean, that's a really rich character to do a lot with. Um yeah. And that's what made that character so compelling. And and, and you, you crushed his name, man, like like we said in some of our dialogues previously. But you have a background in conservation before you even played, you know, a, a, an important role in a Game Warden-based scripted feature. Tell us how that all started. And now you're doing wildlife conservation, you know, in the woods of Wyoming. But you go back to the ocean, man. That that was fascinating when I researched that on your background. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. So I'm an internationally published marine and environmental scientist. My background is shark behavior. Uh, I specifically studied the feeding behavior of juvenile sandbar sharks. And this was back when I was in Hampton University um, undergrad. I was about 19, 20 years old. Uh, during that time, my advisor had me just look into some research about some repellents they were looking at for sharks. And he was like, you know, check this paper out and do some research, run the test, see what they found and see if you can find something interesting about it. So I took that and I just started running my own experiments and doing some other things. This was my second year in college, my first time doing an internship. Uh, and I found some really interesting things with mm -hmm. that research, but with my own research as well. So much so that I was able to get funded for another year to continue my research with finding a particular repellent for sharks, which was called a neodymium rare earth magnet. And the reason why it's a repellent is because, not to get too technical or too detailed, but you know, sharks have a unique physiology, which is considered a sixth sense, and that's called electroreception. And they're able to detect bioelectric fields. So some, in layman's terms, if you're in the water, they're able to detect your movement by miles and miles away simply because of the bioelectricity that emits from your body. We all emit bioelectricity every time we move. And this is how they detect their prey. So by utilizing and leveraging this unique physiology, was able to determine that this particular magnet was overwhelming their senses, much like a bright light would do to our senses. So they wouldn't they would always just try to veer away from it. So after that research, you know, it became published and people started really uh, becoming interested in it. And that just kicked, not, not kicked off, but elevated my career as a marine and environmental scientist before I made my transition into, into acting. Yeah, that, that's incredible stuff. And so from the marine standpoint of things and finding all that data on shark behavior, I mean, what that led to just for marine science in general, I'm sure is, is pretty exponential. Um, 
what triggered the change into acting? That's such a, a, a big <laughs> shit, right? From doing heavy science, man, in the mm. ocean and learning that shark behavior and those trends. And then, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna be an actor and I'm going to go be a coach and I'm going to mentor. Fascinating transition, if you can tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, true, man. Well, for me, it, it's always been about choices and decisions. I mean, where I'm from, just Booker T, Washington Projects in Jersey City, New Jersey. And, you know, it's, it's a project, you know, it's a, it's an urban environment, you know, hard living, but it was a great community, great people. And in order to survive in an environment like that, there were decisions that needed to be made. There were sacrifices that needed to be made in order to reach the next level. Um, so I was never scared and scared of change. I was never shying away from the hard things, the hard decisions, because I needed to do that to survive. Right. So in order to make the large leap, one, to even think about marine and environmental science, I needed to challenge the way I thought about life and, and, and the world and who can accomplish what. So when I had the decision to make, when it came to leaving marine and environmental science to go into acting, that came about because I was playing football at the time at the university. But because I got this academic scholarship to continue my research, I had to stop playing football in order to do it. And this opened up my schedule quite a bit. So in that schedule, I was like, you know, I need to do something else. Because as a student athlete, you're always used to your schedule being full. You're focused, you know, and this goes into my lifestyle. My lifestyle is called the SS3D lifestyle. Stand strong in the three dimensions of your being, your mind, body, and spirit. If you do that, everything is going to be balanced and you're going to do your best to find the, the, the highest level of self. So when I made that decision to do acting, I said, you know, this is another place that I can put my moniker, if you will, my philosophy into action. And I started to see some success. So I'd see some success in, in the acting field. And the foundation of that success is just work. It's work. It's focus, it's dedication, determination, and of course, support where necessary. But that's how that transition happened, man. I I just started acting on stage and I fell in love with it. <laughs> the rest is history. And to combine those two types of loves, I mean, when I, when I think of Nate, I think badass. And just sitting here having a conversation with you, I think badass. So... And then I think that mm -hmm. contact with Nate and the Falcons and the the Birds of Prey, and then you with a connection with a shark, it wasn't that big a, a step, was it, Mustafa? It sounds like this role, like John says, we went from the ocean to the mountains, but yeah, and, and your connection. And, and I wrote down, you know, badass with backbone. And I think, mm -hmm. I mean, both both your your life and what you portrayed on screen, it, it was an easy step, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. I appreciate you connecting those two and coming up with that, but yes, it it, it really was. It was. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too difficult, and it was very welcoming. It wasn't scary or anything like that. Well, let me be real, it was scary because I knew I was going to have to have to open up some parts of me and dig in some parts of me that uh, you can't carry around regularly, can't carry around in, in traditional society. So to be able to tap into that with Nate was not only um, liberating, but a, a little bit took a lot of courage to do. Was that was a spiritual connection with those types of things? I mean, that's that's what I see, because it seems that you know you get a lot of depth to you, and when you start talking about sharks, you know, you get you get fired up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when you talk about any any kind of predators, right? Any yeah, birds of prey, 
some yeah. of my apex predators like sharks, there's a level of, yeah. a, of depth and strength you have to have in order yeah. to connect with those things and, and be able to interact with them. Like I had to hold sharks, interact with sharks, yeah. just like I had to hold falcons and interact with falcons. Yeah. Everybody can't do that. No. Right. <laughs> You've lived an awesome life already, man. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, and the other cool thing, taking that step, which what Wayne you just mentioned is um, the roles you play. I mean, obviously the whole conservation thing between shark studies and Joe Pickett, but I'm looking at like you and all American as a coach, as a mentor, mm. sports, young men finding character, bonding. You know, seeing the trials and the ups and downs and the challenges of life early on. It seems like you've gravitated and as an actor been very fortunate to play roles that resonate who you are and what you want to do out there. Um, what are you doing now? I know All American. Are there some other projects that are kind of pet projects and that you're really enjoying and, and looking forward to playing and everything? Because you still have the, I believe it's the um, the SS3D uh, gym that you have for for training actors and getting them physically fit. But not only that, character building. There's a lot going on there that if you can fill us in on, love to hear it. Yeah, so I appreciate you bringing that up. Well, um, my company Mustafa Beats, Mustafa Speaks Global, as a so as a um, a portfolio of different brands, right? One of which is SS3D Lifestyle. I mentioned what SS3D means. It started as a gym, but now I turned it into an entire lifestyle where it's not only just health and wellness, physical fitness, but it's all health and wellness uh, empowerment in that community base, which comes with athleisure wear, which comes with modules to to help empower individuals. Um, there's also the production company. I do have projects that I'm working on individually and independently. I have some other stuff coming out as well that hasn't been announced yet. Um, so I'll have to wait till that's announced before I can say anything about it. Uh, I have that continue go to continue as well, but I do have some stuff that I've written as a as a producer that I was I launched called Shadow Boxing. Uh, that's that's been out that's in a few different festivals. Twenty twenty four is going to be a very interesting and, and busy year with a lot of projects that I have going on. But you mentioned something that's really important and I want to highlight and I'm glad you mentioned it. I am very passionate and very intentional with the roles I take. And those roles are that which specifically deals with the male relationship, the male relationship with himself and male relationship with other men um, because of how I grew up and who I am. That's really important to me um, with my father, the relationship with my father, who's been my hero and my four uncles that helped raise me and seeing all of the intricacies that come with vulnerability, with strength, with fear, with courage, with everything in between. Uh, I want to be able to not only live and experience that, but share that and show that for those men who don't have that. No, that's pretty cool. And you're, a lot of people step away from that, Mustafa, and you're stepping into it, and I really like that. Um, you know, we are men. We, we, I, I, you know, our brothers. I love to hang around with them. I love that com camaraderie. You know, as game wardens, we love that camaraderie. You know, a lot of us game wardens have friends like Nate Romanowski, like Mustafa speaks in our lives that we we hang with, and me and my friends have this conversation a lot because our wives are very different, and they don't have that that connection that we do. And we, we would love them to have that connection because they don't really understand why we have that connection, but it, it's sharing and it's not being afraid of being a man. And in today's day and age, 
I think there's a lot of people that are afraid to to step into it. Uh, right. And the only the only way we feel comfortable and safe to do that is with our small group of men. Right. You know, when we're when we're away doing that, but when it comes to other people seeing us, we have this this thought and this intimidation of no, I gotta fit into the role that society has painted for us is what it means to be a man. Right. You know? It, when we can define we can define what that is and all of the in- intricacies that go go with that. And then when you introduce or talk about women, you know, that's a whole, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> well, it, it, you know, it kind of cuts both ways. And, and right now, the term toxic masculinity that I know all of us in this conversation are all too familiar with, where, Wayne, you said it best just now, brother, where, hey, I, yeah, I got to, you know, we can't really relate unless we're with men that get us and, you know, our, we're in the outdoors, we're doing the traditional male stuff, but there is vulnerability. It doesn't mean we have to be, you know, um, absolutely aggro a-holes necessarily or any of that, but we are vulnerable. You know, we are relating to one another. We are chivalrous. You know, we have honor. We have integrity. We live lives that are exemplary for young men and women growing up. And Mustafa, what I'm really enjoying from the Hollywood paradigm right now is like Paramount Plus is an example for content. Um, You're starting to see this love for nature and living off the land and being family committed as males and actually and the females in it. Like we're like masculinity is coming back in vogue as something that's positive not to be delicately danced around. And you personified that man in in Joe Pickett for that series even to make it into a series and have those strong male roles hitting masculinity. It, it, what I think we all feel was just really on point. That was a blessing and good to see this coming back. And I'm hoping we see more of it. And, and certainly you do more with that. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And that's, that's a great observation. You're right. And you know, particularly shows with um, you know, someone I really admire, which is Taylor Sheridan. I'm yeah. seeing his whole world and his his universe that he's creating, the positions that he's putting males in and the relationship with males, you know, is a pure and prime example of what you're talking about. Um, and I'm glad the Dowdle brothers were able to also capture that in the series with the Joe and Nate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very much so. And Crossing fingers, gentlemen, that we just see more and more of it. And it yeah. seems to be catching. And now that the strike's over in both realms with the with you guys as actors and writers, I think we're going to see more content like that from what I'm hearing in the projects I'm working on down there. And it's uh it's exciting times. And we're really, really exciting for what you're you're diving into. And certainly, I know we don't have a lot of time to talk today, but grateful for the time we do have. After you get some more developments and you can speak about some of those projects, we'd love to have you back on, dive in a little deeper. And, uh, and and keep the conversation rolling. No, absolutely. I enjoyed this, man. And, and kudos, shout out, big ups to what you guys are doing because platforms and outlets like this are very important. And even just sitting here with you gentlemen, you know, have vibing like this, you know, I, I feel and see something very powerful, man. So thank you for having me on. And yeah. I look forward to jumping back in when things continue to progress. Could you maybe give a little advice, Mustafa, before we leave? I mean, you know, I think John and I are very lucky. We have our game warden groups, and then outside that, we have our law enforcement groups. And you mentioned your uncles and your fathers being that inspiration. How about some younger generation? You know, that's family. One's a, what other places could they reach out to to have role models, that masculine role model? Um, have you put some thought into that at all? And I, I, I think you have. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So my advice to young men out there would be to, 
find a man or a group of men that you resonate with, that you see that you admire, and speak to them, form a relationship with them, and purely ask them, listen, I respect what you do. I respect who you are. I'd love to learn from you. Is that possible? You find those groups of men that you admire and that you see have what it is that you desire, you connect with them and you have that relationship to continue to grow. And look at the relationships that you have now because the relationships you have now is going to help you understand where you're going to go in the future or where you're, where you aren't going to go in the future. Hey, thanks for joining us and talking about your passions. Cause I can see, you know, on every level, you're a passionate man and I, I really appreciate that. And that's why I'd like to get some advice for, you know, those people that are those, those kids that are reaching out, you know, that, that needs that masculine role in their life. So thanks. Absolutely. That was my pleasure. Yeah. I appreciate you. And one, and one thing before we kick loose, brothers, um, Mustafa, where can people, where can our listeners and viewers find mm-hmm. you? Your social media, your website, um, any of the coaching aspects you have, or just to follow the great content and the good work you're doing? Absolutely. You can find me on all platforms um, IG, Twitter, oh, X. Sorry. X. Uh, yeah. it's, it's at Mustafa Speaks, M U S T A F A. S-P-E-A-K-S. But you find me, you follow me on IG, I'll make sure that everything else is is, uh, is known to you. My website is MustafaSpeaksGlobal.com. But again, Instagram is, a, is the best way to connect with me. Cool. Excellent. Excellent. And um, man, just keep crushing it, brother. Thanks for all you're doing out there. This has been a, a real fun conversation. Looking forward to the next one. And uh, anything we can do for you to help promote the good stuff you're doing, we have a team now. And you're, you're on that same green line front and center from marine biology all the way to playing Nate Robinowski. Yeah. And I can't think of a more, a better rep on the conservation thin green line front. So 100%. anything you need from us, you've got, and, and we look, we look forward to talking again. All right. That's love, man. Appreciate it. Bye. Peace.